I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The ebook is available on my website, happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook. We want nurses and midwives to remember that their health and well-being is just as important, if not more important than anyone else's. Because when we're healthy, well, and feel cared for ourselves and give ourselves self-compassion, we actually provide better care. So if you're not in the mindset of doing it for yourself, and I hope you are, then do it for others because it's really vitally important that we look after ourselves. So we're best placed to be able to provide exceptional care and service to those we care for. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast. Nurses are the backbone of healthcare, always there to care for strangers as if they were one of their own, often forsaking special moments with their own family in order to ensure another's loved one is being cared for. As nurses, self-care is essential. I am Elena Mullery, nurse educator and self-care mentor for nurses. I'm an RN with 20 years of clinical experience. I have first-hand experience of stress and burnout. It was this experience which led me to develop a passion for personal development and pursue the study of mindfulness, meditation, hypnotherapy and neuro-linguistic programming. Each episode, I will be promoting self-care strategies to those who always care for others. I have broken self-care down into five aspects mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and indulgence to make it easy to ensure all your self-care needs are being met. Each episode, I will interview nurses and self-care gurus from around the world to help you with each aspect of your self-care. Welcome to the Happy Nurse Podcast with Elena Mullery. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Happy Nurse Podcast. I'm Elena, as you all know. And today on International Nurses Day, I am excited to have Mark Aitken on the show with me. Now, Mark has been a registered nurse for 37 years, but he is also the stakeholder engagement manager with Nurse and Midwife Support, and he was one of their founding members. Mark, like myself, is passionate about supporting nurses, midwives and students to thrive. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Thank you very much, Elena, and hello, everybody. And happy International Nurses Day to all the incredible and fabulous nurses out there. Yeah, I would just like to say happy International Nurses Day to you all too. Thank you so much for everything you do every day, day and night to look after your patients. We are always here to support you with your self-care needs. And it's really exciting to share with you all that myself and nurse and midwife support are going to be collaborating 
We're very excited about that too, Elena, and delighted that we can be part of your community and connect with as many nurses and midwives throughout Australia as possible and spread the important message that support is only a phone call or a click away. Nurse and midwife support 24-7, anonymous, confidential and free, the National Support Service, 1-800-667-877 or contact us anytime via the website nmsupport.org.au. I absolutely love the service that you provide, Mark, with nurse and midwife support. I've been championing your organization for many months now on the podcast. I also share it in all my presentations because I think the work that you do is so important. And knowing as a nurse myself that there is this free, confidential, anonymous helpline there, should I require it, that is run by nurses and midwives for nurses and midwives. It's an amazing service. Thank you for everything that you do. It's our absolute pleasure, Elena. We love supporting nurses and midwives because like you, we acknowledge and know the important work that they do and the world is a better place because nurses and midwives are in it. Yes, it certainly is. But as I was saying to you before we started recording, sometimes we forget to offer ourselves the same compassion that we so freely give to our patients. And that's when we can start on that slippery slope down to burnout. And that's why I have created this podcast. I want to help as many nurses as I possibly can to prevent going down that slope towards burnout through the promotion of self-care and self-compassion. Very important message, Elena, and one that we share and promote widely to nurses and midwives throughout Australia. And we want nurses and midwives to remember that their health and well-being is just as important, if not more important than anyone else's. Because when we're healthy, well, and feel cared for ourselves and give ourselves self-compassion, we actually provide better care. I mean, that is just a logical extension of caring for ourselves that when we're happy and cared for and cared for, we're um, better at caring for others. So if you're not in the mindset of doing it for yourself, and I hope you are, then do it for others because it's really vitally important that we look after ourselves. So we're best placed to be able to provide exceptional care and service to those we care for. Yeah, most definitely. We need to be prioritizing our own self-care. So Mark has been a nurse for 37 years, as I said, and he has had a varied and interesting career. He's worked in acute surgical nursing, intensive care, sexual and HIV nursing, aged care, research and senior management at director of nursing level. And then four and a half years ago, he joined the founding team of Nurse and Midwife Support. What an exciting career you've had, Mark. Thanks, Elena. I really have, and I've loved every minute of my nursing career. I'm incredibly proud registered nurse. I can't imagine doing anything else. And it's been an absolute privilege to be able to care for others, but also to care for nurses and midwives in the work that I do now. But also, I like to think that when I was in previous roles, that I was part of teams that created cultures and work environments that 
cared for nurses and midwives as well as patients, residents or clients that we cared for. And it's certainly been a core part of my nursing midwifery toolkit, self-care. I don't think I was always got it right as many nurses and midwives don't. And I don't think I always prioritized my own self-care, but certainly having done this work Having done postgraduate qualifications in counselling, I think I'm a lot better placed now to ensure that self-care is an integral part of my health and wellbeing toolkit. I'm going to circle back to a couple of things you said there. You know, ensuring that you're being part of a team that has that positive nurturing culture is so important because we can all be that leader and promote that culture and that environment that we work in because it's so easy to get sucked into any kind of drama triangle or negativity or gossip. It actually takes more to step away from it and not be sucked in by your peers. So yeah, I see it as a a real leadership trait when nurses can actually stand back from that behavior that can become quite common, unfortunately, and can also impact the likelihood of nurses getting burnt out. Yeah, yes, indeed. I think it's a huge and important part of workplace cultures, as you've said, a really important element of leadership. But I would also add, Elena, that we have a shared responsibility as nurses and midwives to equally support the health and well-being of each other, but also to keep an eye out for leaders and managers to make sure that given the really often stressful jobs that they do, that they're okay and they're traveling okay. And I know when I was in a leadership position, the thing that would often touch me most was when a team member would check in with me and say, how are you going, Mark? Are you okay? Or can I buy you a cup of coffee? Or do you want to have lunch today and just catch up? And it was always a special moment that reminded me that people had my back also. Yeah, that's so important that you bring that up because, yeah, we often look to our managers for the leadership and the support, but who's actually supporting them? Yeah, it goes both ways, doesn't it? Yeah, and as I said, a really shared responsibility to make sure that we're all okay and we're all caring for each other as well as caring for, you know, the patients, clients or residents that we care for in whatever setting we work in. We're all part of that bigger team and we need to be a well-oiled team and looking after each other without a doubt. So I think if we embed health and well-being and self-care principles as part of the, the team culture, but also as part of the team processes, and I advocate that people actually add health and well-being, staff health and well-being as a standing agenda item to team meetings so that they always talk about it. They always check in in relation to it. They remember to celebrate important days like International Day of the Midwife and International Nurses Day so that we actually remember to pause, reflect, celebrate and restore and support each other really important to be intentional about that and to see opportunities in your workplace where you can elevate these important messages around health and well-being 
for all nurses and midwives and indeed all staff. That's an awesome idea, including that into team meetings, because I wonder how often that actually happens. You know, we tend to focus on so-called problems and things we need to sort out rather than on celebrating. And there's always stuff to celebrate, you know, teams are achieving amazing things all the time. So yeah, that's very important. And I want to circle back as well to you. You spoke about how you've got a postgrad in counselling. Do you think counselling skills is something that should be included in a nurse's training? Yeah, it's a really interesting question, Elena. I think from my perspective, there's certainly skills and the qualification has held me in very good stead in many elements of my work. And particularly when I was leading and managing big teams, because inevitably in that situation, people will bring you problems or they'll come to you with a major life incident that has challenged them, or indeed they're being performance managed in relation to a And when you sit down with them and hear their perspective, you realise that something terrible is happening in their life and they're projecting that in relation to what's caused the complaint. And certainly studying counselling enabled me to listen differently, to connect with more compassion and to not internalise what was saying and also to be able to validate somebody's experience, but also set a boundary so that I wasn't taking on the stress or trauma of that person, but I was there to support them. So I think high level empathy is also part of that. Now, some nurses and midwives are naturally gifted in this area and have natural skills, and some people learn it. But I certainly think that if we had elements of this in undergraduate nursing midwifery courses that would definitely hold nurses and midwives in good stead and add to their professional toolbox. I agree with you because I know I have become a different nurse since I did my coaching qualifications and I studied mindfulness and meditation and I have got a completely different perspective on things now like you said you know you listen with empathy you look for the bigger picture you realize that there's two sides to every story and there's often something else going on that's being projected out so I agree with you I think that even basic mindfulness strategies or techniques or the concept of listening to learn rather than listening to respond I think that is a tool that every nurse should have. Definitely, Elena. And also listening to yourself, I think, is really vital here. You know, what is your body telling you? What is your mind telling you? What do I need right now to serve my health and well-being? Or what do I need to refresh, restore and reset? And giving yourself permission to have those things and giving yourself permission not to be super nurse all of the time. I think sometimes we're put on that pedestal or we put ourselves on that pedestal. And I often say I never want to be on a pedestal because falling off would be, you know, quite an uncomfortable thing. And so my view would be don't put yourself there. Don't think that you're superhuman and don't think that you're immune from the emotions and the the human vagaries that everyone has because at the end of the day before we're nurses and midwives we're humans and we have all the frailties and vulnerabilities of any human so I think 
be kind to yourself and give yourself permission to connect with those things. You said that so beautifully. We need to offer ourselves that compassion because especially in the media and especially over the last year, you know, we've got hailed as things as like angels or heroes. And that does put us on pedestals. And as you say, you know, it's tough when you fall off that pedestal. So, you know, don't put yourself up there. You know, we are all human and we're also other things to other people we're not just a nurse you know we could be a partner to someone a a parent to someone we wear many hats so offer ourselves compassion to allow us to be the best versions of ourselves in all aspects of our life as well as in our nursing careers I think that's right, Elena, and I think living with gratitude is really vital so that we can hear this feedback and we can acknowledge it and we can feel it and we can receive it, you know, often with the intention that it's given as a form of acknowledgement and gratitude without letting it blow up our ego. I think that is really important too, that we don't get caught up in the this stroking of ego so that we really lose sight of what it is that we need to serve our health and well-being because sometimes when people are saying oh you're great you're like angels we're so lucky to have you and you get caught up in the ego stuff around that but what you really need to do is slow down replenish nourish yourself and give yourself something and so I think Receiving it as gratitude and not as an ego boost is really vital. Remaining humble is very important, isn't it? Yes. Very important. Because if we go into that celebratory, you know, ego that you're talking about, there is a polarity to that and we have to go there too because you can't know one without the other. So stay somewhere in the middle, remain humble, stay in that neutral place of just gratitude and compassion. It's a really interesting balancing act, isn't it? Because we also want people to be acknowledging that what we do is really important and needs to be acknowledged and celebrated and not undervalued and not undersold and not taken advantage of and not, oh, you know, they're good little angels, so they'll work those extra four hours from the goodness of their heart. So I think we also need to put that in perspective and make sure we put a value on what we do that isn't really only based on ego and acknowledgement. And then we respond because, oh, isn't that great? They need me. I need to, you know, do this for them because they need me. And before you know it, you're working unpaid overtime. We're doing that from a place of external validation rather than being happy and content with who we are looking for that external confirmation that we are good enough when actually we're all good enough and we're all professionals you know we've all been to university it's not just anyone can be a nurse you know we've studied this for a long time to be able to do what we do so oh this might be controversial but I think we're very special people (laughs) because uh, I'm a huge fan of nurses and midwives not just because I am one because I've worked closely with nurses and midwives for 37 years and I see and I know the value that we bring to the work that we do so uh so we are special (laughs) We're definitely a special breed. Not anyone can do our jobs, that's for sure. That's exactly right, Elena. So, you know, what I say is acknowledge that. Give yourself a huge pat on the back and be proud of what you do. 
you know, a lot of people, you know, I hear say, oh, I'm only a nurse. and I hate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. And I always challenge it. And it's like, what do you mean you're only a nurse? It's such a, an important thing to do and a special thing to do. And as you've articulated, not everybody can do it or indeed wants to do it. Yeah, and that's what I was getting at as well, you know, when I said, you know, we're all educated health professionals. You're not just a nurse. You've spent time at university studying as well as being that kind of person who can take on the role of being a nurse or a midwife. Yes, so hooray to you, all you amazing nurses and midwives out there. We celebrate you today, as we've said, on this International Day of the Nurse, the 12th of May, 2021, and take some time to celebrate and to pat yourself on the back. Most definitely. Do an extra bit of indulgent self-care just for you today on this special day to celebrate everything that you do. So I speak about having non-negotiables in my self-care, Mark, to ensure that I am fulfilling my self-care needs on a daily, if not regular basis. What would be your non-negotiable? It's a great question and one that I've considered for a while And that's to make sure that I do those things every day that restore and refresh me and um, make my heart sing. So what are those things in my life that I absolutely love and need to do to be the best version of myself? Eat well, so make sure that I have good nutrition, have enough hydration so that my body and my mind is fueled to live my best life, to connect with nature I'm lucky enough to live on a three-acre property with a very big garden and I'm passionate about gardening. So I connect every day with nature. We're recording this podcast in autumn. In I'm in Melbourne, you're in Perth, and we've got the beautiful autumn leaves in my neck of the woods that are beautiful like yellows and reds and browns. And I'm noticing those things, which is fueling my health and well-being and then to spend time with um, people in my life and that I love and nurture me but also I've got two dogs that I spend a lot of time with and we connect together with nature because we walk every day so I think exercise is also a really important part of my non-negotiable self-care so if I don't get those things in my day then I don't feel like my best self so They are my non-negotiables because I think I'm entitled to and I deserve to feel my best self every day. You most certainly do, Mark. And it sounds like you've got a pretty comprehensive self-care plan going on there. You speaking about the leaves in autumn, you're making me think of my homeland. I do miss that here in Perth, not seeing that anymore because they are, they're beautiful. It's creating all these amazing images in my mind of what autumn's like at home and walking in those crunchy leaves on the ground. It's an amazing time of year. Oh, that's what I did at lunchtime. I went for a walk and I connected with my inner child and I walked through autumn leaves and I kicked them, you know, because I just love that sensation. 
it's an awesome thing to do. And I remember when I last went back to the UK, my kids had never done that, you know, growing up here in Perth. It's just not something we do. And we were in London and it was autumn and we were walking down the mall, you know, towards Buckingham Palace. And they were doing exactly that. And they're throwing the leaves everywhere, thinking this was great fun. And I'm thinking they're going to get in trouble from the police in a minute. But, you know, they were just kicking the leaves and, and like they'd never experienced that. It's funny things like that I forget about, you know, had my childhood in Scotland and theirs is here. So you can't compare the two, to be honest. But anyway. I think that's a vital part of our message here, Elena, is that connect with those things in your life day to day that make your heart sing, whatever it is, develop your own self-care plan, set your intentions and goals in relation to your self-care and health and well-being, and make them habits or routines so that you get into the rhythm of ensuring that it happens. And reconnect to that inner child because there's one inside us all. They're all still there. They want to get let out and have fun every once in a while. It could be through dancing. It could be through a sport you enjoy. It like it could just be through being silly. But it's inside every one of us still. So, yeah, and they still need to be let out tough fun every once in a while i think that's vital and i really promote the importance of humor and you know and laughing at life because uh, my six-month-old puppy reminds me of that you know he kind of will jump on something and then he'll fall off and tumble and somersault and he just you know picks himself up and shakes himself off but it just makes me laugh because it's just this kind of um mindless fun like you know, what do they say? Dance like nobody's watching. I do that regularly. (laughs) (laughs) I crank up the 90s dance music and dance my heart out. That's my guilty pleasure song. Oh, good on you, Elena. Well, for me, it's the 80s. So, you know. (laughs) I'm a decade after you. (laughs) And I think as nurses, we do have a really good sense of humour. Yeah, we do. And in fact, a lot of people who are not nurses think we have unusual senses of humour because we laugh at things that perhaps other people won't laugh at and they call that black humour. But it kind of gets us through and it creates, I think, camaraderie and solidarity with people. And my sister's also a nurse. And when we get together, we just laugh about things that we tell stories about our work and we laugh because we've got a shared connection about it. It's almost like secret nurse's business. Yeah, it is. And it's like dinner table talk. There's some subjects we forget that are off the limits. And um, yeah, we'll bring them up and suddenly everyone's staring. (laughs) I recently was having out with a friend and I said something about, oh, something that had happened in my day. I can't remember, but in my mind, it wasn't that bad. But they were suddenly, they got the book. I don't know if you know what that means, Mark. That's a Scottish word. Like they started um, dry retching. (laughs) And I'm like, really? And they're like, stop, please. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Like really sensitive, but a non-nurse friends. I love that term. What is it? They've got the book. The book. Uh, the book. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I've learned something today. That's a Scot. The listeners in Scotland will get that. I know there's quite a few from Aberdeen where I train, so I still see it at work sometimes. And my colleagues, they've learned over the years what it means when I drop the occasional Scottish word into the conversation. 
I created a model of self-care that broke it down into five aspects because I realized very quickly when I started promoting self-care to nurses and midwives that it was often associated with what I call the indulgent aspects of self-care, the, the bubble baths, the trips to the spa. And all these things are important, but I see them as only 20%. I believe that we have physical, spiritual, mental and emotional aspects to our self-care too, which I'm not going to go into right now. But I am interested to know what your idea of indulgent self-care is. Yeah, another good question, Elena. I've thought about this a lot and you're right. Sometimes your mind automatically goes to the elements of self-care that you might pay a fair bit of money to do because, you know, you see that as indulgent. But the way I've come to look at it is indulgent self-care is allowing yourself to receive self-care anytime that you need it. Because in a way, that's an indulgence because the way we live and work doesn't necessarily promote that. It doesn't enable that. It's almost like we see self-care as something we do or we give ourselves if we have time. To be indulgent enough to make it a daily practice or a habit or a routine means that we're indulging a fundamental need that we all have to be restored, to be renewed, to be refreshed and to be our best self. So that's what I think indulgent self-care is. I love that. I've never had an answer like that before, but I love where you're coming from with that and allowing ourselves to indulge ourselves on a daily basis and to ensure that we are looking after ourselves because it's coming from that place of compassion for ourselves. That's right. And it really also goes to the issue of self-permission. I give myself permission to receive this every day because I'm worth it. And I know when I receive that, I'm a better person. That's a good point. It's that allowing yourself to receive, because I think as caregivers, we're so used to giving, giving, giving. We sometimes forget that we deserve to receive. Well, we do. And, you know, and the majority of nurses are still women, like 10% of men and 90% of women. And I think it really goes to the issue of, you know, of what women are required to do in our culture. And often they're primarily, you know, the primary caregivers to children or to families, to elderly parents or to communities. And so when you give, 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 and you're giving all the time, often there's not a lot left in the tank for you. So giving yourself permission to keep something in the tank for you and give it to yourself every day is a really big factor in ensuring that your health and well-being is um, paramount. We can't pour from an empty cup. That's the metaphor I was going to use here. It's an old one, but it's stood the test of time for a reason. And I'm glad you brought that up about the predominantly woman, female workforce in nursing because as she said you know I think well I'm a mum myself as well so you know I give when I'm at work and then when I come home I give constantly too to my two boys so it's imperative that I take some time out and 
and do allow myself to indulge in my self-care because I'm also a single parent. So if I'm not looking after myself, who's going to be there for not only my patients, but for my kids? So I make sure that I indulge myself at least once a day. It's so important. Make some really good points, Alona. And sometimes we don't give up ourselves permission to be cared for by others because we're, you know, that's our profession. That's what we do. We care for others. So I think that's really important to remember to receive care when somebody offers it to you and you identify that you need it. Most definitely. We need to be better at receiving. I think that's what it comes down to. Some of us are. Others, it's something we've got to get used to doing because we've just got so caught up in the way of always giving, giving, giving that we actually find it hard to receive. I know I struggled with the concept initially, but I'm a lot better at it now. I think sometimes it could be cultural and sometimes people find themselves in a situation in life where they genuinely don't have time to give themselves anything because, you know, they're required to do two or three jobs or they're doing, you know, one paid job and three unpaid job with caring for families and, you know, extended families or even friends. And they don't feel that they've got space in their day or their life to give anything to themselves. So I think it's vitally important that you find an opening in your day or indeed in your week. You know, we don't want to put pressure on people and say, oh, you know, to live your best life, you must do this every day. Might be some people can only do it weekly, but you're working towards doing it more often than not. But I say, even if it's just five minutes with a cup of tea on your own, you know, just enough to give you some headspace, just that time out. We can all find that five minutes in a day. Yeah, and you've got some great resources available to people that support this. And we also have great resources on our website. So if you'd like some tips or strategies for this, please go to the Nurse and Midwife Support website nmsupport.org.au put into the search um, self-care and you'll find some great tips and strategies that will support you to make self-care part of your daily routine most definitely i actually reference your pdf info sheets and the show notes regularly especially the ones on burnout and compassion fatigue they're in quite a lot of the show notes these days That's terrific. And we're really grateful, Elena, that you do that. And we support anybody, no matter what issue they need support in relation to. And listening to this podcast, wondering what you might call us about. It's absolutely anything you need support in relation to. And we're really in the business of health promotion and early intervention, because we don't want a nurse or a midwife to develop a full-blown issue like burnout. Now, in saying that, inevitably nurses and midwives will reach the point of burnout because that's just the reality of life for some and the reality of that sometimes it just hits us over the head like a sledgehammer and we haven't even seen it coming but there's some terrific resources particularly around burnout compassion fatigue vicarious trauma and indeed prevention of bullying and harassment which is another issue that I think is very challenging for nurses and midwives to deal with so all those resources are available on our website Thank you for sharing that, Mark. Such important resources to share. We have spoke 
quite a few times or we've touched on the topic of being the best versions of ourselves throughout this episode. Who or what inspires you to be the best version of yourself? Yeah, good question too. Well, I guess it's ultimately me. It's, you know, I inspire myself because I want to have energy to live um, my life in the best possible way. I want to be fully present to those in my life who need my time and connection. And I want to be clear-headed and curious to be able to hear what nurses and midwives need from our service so I can have the headspace to be innovative and develop resources that people need. And so if I have all those things set up in my life, I'm much more likely to be able to create the space, the energy and the innovation required to do that. So I think a big factor for me is that nurses and midwives inspire me to be my best self every day. Most definitely. Like we've said, they are very special people and we're very grateful to have them. And I believe the last stats I read were there's 29 million of us in the world. So when you think there's 7 billion, only 29 million nurses, you know, we are a very special group of humans. Most definitely. And there's, you know, now well over 400,000 nurses and midwives across Australia. So that is a huge community. I say to people, we're like a small army, so be careful. We're a formidable force. Yes, we most definitely are. (laughs) Yeah, and we're full of character as well. Oh, yes. Well, I think that goes to the issue, doesn't it, Elena, of remembering that we're all individual, we're all unique. And once again, we're not immune from human frailty and the issues that can impact any human. So if you feel impacted by anything in life and need support, please reach out to Nurse and Midwife Support anytime, 24-7, anonymous, confidential and free, 1-800-667-877. And does it have to be in your professional life or can it be a personal issue? No, it can definitely be a personal issue. It might be, sadly for some, family violence. It might be a relationship breakdown. It might be the death of a partner or a loved one or a friend. It might be that you've got financial concerns. We won't give financial advice, but we can certainly give you referral pathways. So it's not just in a professional capacity, because I think there may be this premise out there that you only offer support in a professional capacity. So thanks for clearing that up. It is for anything. Yeah, once again, any issue you need support for. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark. And thank you for the work you do. Can you just share the number with us once more before we wrap up this episode, please? Your nurse and midwife support. 24-7, 1-800-667-877 or via the website nmsupport.org.au no matter where you are in Australia. And our tagline is Your Health Matters. And believe me, it does. It most definitely does. And what better day to remember that than on International Nurses Day when we are celebrating all you wonderful nurses out there? 
Absolutely, Elena. And just noted the theme for this year's International Day of the Nurse is a voice to lead, a vision for future healthcare. So I think you're very much leading a voice in nursing through this podcast, Elena. So I'd like to thank you very much for the work you do and the connection you make to nurses and midwives all over the world. Thank you, Mark. That means a lot to me. It's just a passion I have. It's something that I'm very passionate about. And those of you who know my backstory understand why. Yeah, well, we're glad you're passionate about it and we need more voices like yours. I think there are many more emerging from the woodwork. It's nice to be inspiring others to follow. Well, not, I don't say they're following me, to step up as well, you know, to follow their hearts and their passions. Yeah, and you've also created a platform, I think, to elevate those voices. And I think that's vitally important too, that nurses and midwives' voices are elevated and they're heard. And indeed, as Kylie Ward, the CEO of the Australian College of Nursing, says that we have a seat at the table, so we're noticed and nurses and midwives remain visible and we're seen. Yeah, that's so important. We definitely need that seat at the table. I think we need more seats than one as well, because there's, as you said, there's 400,000 of us in Australia. Yeah, give us several seats. Good point, because, you know, yeah. <laughs> we need a mate at that table and then we can have a few laughs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, it's been a pleasure, Mark, as always. And I am so excited to be collaborating with you. Our missions and purposes are symbiotic, I think. So I look forward to the future. Yeah, most definitely, Elena. And thanks very much for inviting me to be on your podcast. It was a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for listening to the Happy Nurse Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's content and would like to join the Happy Nurse community, head over to Facebook and check out the Happy Nurse AU Facebook page and request to join the Happy Nurse community. Also, check out happynurse.com.au for access to free downloads and subscription to my blog. See you soon. And in the meantime, remember to always offer yourself the same compassion that you so freely give to others. I'm excited to share with you all that I've contributed a chapter to the newly published Anxiety Relief Handbook. The handbook provides a unique window into 11 highly effective complementary therapies for you to sample on your quest to ease anxiety. The ebook is available on my website, happynurse.com.au forward slash anxiety relief handbook.